You're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography, design, creativity, and more, with your hosts, Dave Clayton and Alan Hess. Hello and welcome back to another episode of He Shoots, He Draws. It's been so long, I had to rehearse saying that (laughs) seven times before we started, because it feels very alien. Um, I'm joined by Alan, a co-host Alan. Thank you for coming back and we've we've but we're going to talk about why there's been a gap um but i know i appreciate we haven't done an episode for a while and we did say you know we've got stuff lined up we have uh but we've had some technical difficulties which we're going to be discussing um but it's not to say we haven't been doing anything in that gap we have been we've, we're still still loving getting back into the podcasting world it's just sometimes life and technology gets in the way so um before we talk about your your computer woes, uh, what have you been up? What you been up to since we last spoke? Uh, things are kind of uh, coming back a little bit. I, I have uh, shot a couple of shows. I have a couple more lined up. Um, it's uh, it's been a little odd <laughs> uh, because we're still masking up and trying to deal with COVID, and at the same time trying. Uh, I shot a big heavy metal show a couple of weeks ago, and it was a very odd experience to be standing in the back of a room um, with seven, I think there were seven or eight of us photographers all, we looked like we were in hazmat suits, you know, we're all masked up and double masked and glasses on and everyone else running around like it was, you know, 1999 again, (laughs) it was no problems at all and everything was fine. So it's, it's a little, uh, it feels a little bit like reality is, has shifted, um, but the biggest issues I've been, things I've been dealing with in the last couple of months has been uh, technical hardware issues. And yeah, uh, you've gone from you've gone from personal body issues, yeah. <laughs> getting getting it's pretty much like not it's not even an analogy. It's like standing on your own two feet again. Right. It's getting back to normal, getting your, your health sorted, which obviously we talked about in a previous episode. But you're all good with things like that now. You, presumably getting back to work it's not as cumbersome or as painful as it's been yeah no i i'm every all the the foot issue that i had is all um it's 90 percent healed up and everyone's happy and i'm happy and it's good and um, i'm still not walking uh the huge amounts that i used to beforehand but that's just a matter of time getting into it so um yeah all that stuff has been fantastic and uh, I finally felt good enough to sit down and start working and doing everything else. And uh, then I started having the Apple uh, restart issue. Um, I'm not even sure how to yeah. describe this this issue that I had, but I'll uh, uh, well, let's get into it. Let me just let me just tell everyone what 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 the hell happened. And if this has happened to anyone else, it's kind of a known thing um, that Apple knows about yet won't actually tell anyone about so it's kind yeah. of an old... and and as well you this isn't the first time you've had to deal with apple so no. for those of you who don't care about apple and are going to enjoy this whole <laughs> like i've got a pc apple sucks listen stay with us because we love all tech we yeah. we don't we, it just so happens that you know both alan and i uh, we have a lot of mac devices and yes we are kind of tied into that because of the ecosystem but i think it's good to kind of know the process of how to deal with apple care and like the importance a of having something like apple care which i've got on all my devices but also kind of to hear your experience with their customer service and the process you've had to go through uh to well, sort an issue out yeah. is I'll, I'll let you tell the story I'm, unfold the story right i'm, I'm not a i'm not like a i'm not one of those apple is great windows is terrible we have a windows computer in the house my wife uses it i do a lot of work on windows computers for clients i actually have a degree in computer science i learned how to program windows computers i i actually like a lot of windows computers it's just personally for the photography and when when uh photoshop and i started using photoshop they were kind of a little bit aimed towards macs were just running it better so that's what i'm in and that's what i have and that's what i'm working on so currently my setup is a 2018 MacBook Pro, uh, 15.4 inch MacBook Pro from from 2018. It's got a, a 16 gig of memory. It's got like a terabyte hard drive in it. I have it plugged into a nice big BenQ monitor as an external monitor. I have external microphones. I have hubs. I have hard drives. I have all the stuff. But the the main, you know, bones and the and the machine behind everything is this little i7 
uh, Intel chip Apple MacBook Pro <laughs> from 2018, which in 2019 had to go back to Apple because it had a swollen battery. So that was my first my, my first uh, thing. It was one of those computers where I would sit on my desk and I would notice that it would rock back and forth a little bit. And I was like, well, that's really weird. Why is my computer not sitting flush on a desk? And it turned out that the battery inside was swelling. So I contacted Apple support. They said, oh, battery swelling, that's terrible. It's under warranty, you're covered. They sent me a box. I put them, <laughs> I put the computer in a box. I, it came with a label. I slapped the label on it, off it went to some place in I think Texas. And uh, three days later it came back and it was a perfectly, you know, brand new MacBook, at least pro, at least, you know, every, the battery had been replaced. Everything worked perfectly. And um, I thought nothing of it and everything was working along. Hold on a minute. Uh, um, my my office mates today are my dogs, so <laughs> if you do get some stray barking in the background, we're, we'll just uh, see what happens. But when I saw my MacBook Pro comes back, it it plugs in, everything works great, and once in a while. Um, not often, but once in a while, I would come back to my office in the mornings and I would have that error message that my computer restarted itself in the middle of the night because it encountered a problem. And I didn't think too much of it. I'm, I, I'm like, all right, so it tried to back up to Time Machine or it did something and something went wrong. Or, and I, I didn't really think too much of it because I beta test a bunch of software for different places. I run public betas of Apple software. I plug in as many different things as I can find in my computer. I basically abuse my computers to a point where they shouldn't really behave well. And I'm always pleased when they do. And <laughs> so I thought maybe it's probably the mistake was probably, you know, having, you know, the seventh hard drive plugged in trying to run Lightroom and Photoshop and the other Lightroom classic and whatever other software I was running at the time. So I didn't think too much of it. And in January, um, it started doing it more and more often. Uh, I would come in from every time the computer tried to wake up from sleep, it would reboot itself, uh, which became a real pain in the ass uh, because you would come in, I'd come in from 20 minutes of doing something else and my computer would have, would have restarted. So anything I didn't save was gone and it kept taking me another 10 minutes then to start up the computer and figure out what was going on with it. So I contacted Apple and I was like, there's something wrong with the machine. And the woman was like, well, it's no longer in warranty. You know, it's, it's out of coverage. Um, try this and this and this. And they gave me a whole list of things to try resetting the pram, resetting, um, the, uh, power control systems, like all these things. And I went through all of it and, and it kind of helped for a day or two. And then, it just died. Uh, it wouldn't boot up any other way except into safe mode. And it would boot up into safe mode and I could run all the hardware tests and it would say, all oh, your hardware is fine. And then you boot up outside of safe mode to try to run anything and it would just it would just die. Nothing would happen. So I had the option of taking it into Apple in San Diego or sending it back to an Apple refer repair facility. And because of COVID and everything else, I opted to send it into a repair facility. So Apple is fantastic. I started a return. Uh, uh, I started having them work on it. So they sent me a box. You open up the box. It's got this killer padding. You put your laptop in a sleeve. You put it in the box. You tape the box up. Even comes with tape. Put the new label on it. Drop it off at FedEx, and off it goes to Apple. Uh, I get an email saying that Apple is working on it. Um, and that's all at their cost. All at their cost. The, it hasn't, it, the Apple it hasn't care, had, right? They did um, for that repair. They did say to me that if they're going, they think they know what the problem is, and it's going to cost me about eight hundred dollars. And I looked at eight hundred dollars compared to buying a new laptop and calling this one trash. And I'm like, it's 2018. It still works. It does great. Mm. Eight hundred dollars. I'm out of warranty. I get it. I paid it. I authorized that to happen. So um, they fixed it. It took about a week. And I got the laptop back and then I got an update from Apple saying, we have fixed your computer. And they don't tell you what's wrong with it or what they fixed. Instead, inside of the computer, you, inside of the packing slip, I got a little piece of paper that basically says, um, thank you for choosing Apple Care. Our technicians have successfully repaired your product. 
They ran a complete diagnostic test and performed all available troubleshooting. And then it gives you a list of the parts that they replaced. They don't tell you okay. what was wrong with it. They just tell you that they replaced them. And the first list I yeah. got back said that they had replaced the um, logic board and that they replaced the IO touch board and that they replaced oh, wow. the logic board and that they replaced the IO touch board. Now, you're not, I'm not repeating. This is literally they replaced those things twice and they re replaced the um, touch sensor for the fingerprint reader that's in the power button. So I'm like, wow, they replaced the, the logic board twice and they replaced everything else twice. So they must have found a bigger problem and replaced it. And I felt really happy and powered it up. And that was uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I, <laughs> I remember calling Dave going, my computer's back. It seems to be working. Everything's great. We can start recording again. And three days later, I came into my office and my computer had restarted itself in the middle of the night due to a power problem, which is now mimicking everything that happened when the original problem started. And I went, I said a few words I'm not going to say right now. <laughs> uh, and I immediately contacted Apple because I'm under warranty for 90 days from the repair date. And this was about uh, 15 days now after I'd gotten the computer back. Mm. And it turns out that uh, it started doing it more and more often, like the problem ramped up again. And at this point, I had found out where to actually go look at the reports that were being generated every time the report the computer rebooted and it said that it was having a, a kernel panic attack on one of the cores in on that sounds like a great name for an album <laughs> <laughs> well it was i'm like okay so now that i kind of figured out what was going on with it i did a little google search for it and it turned out that this is a this is not a i'm not alone in this issue this was happening to a lot of people and according to the things I've read on both the Apple message boards and everything else is that it has to do with the security chip that Apple has in these new laptops, the T2 right. security chip, and it's not doing something it's supposed to be doing. So when it wakes up, it just crashes. The whole machine shuts down again. So the solution, according to some people, was just don't ever let your laptop go to sleep, which is mm. not, yeah, it's not ideal. not ideal at all. And I, and I guess I could work that way, but since the thing was under warranty, I then had to turn around and call Apple and tell them that they needed to look at it again. And after a day of back and forth and running a whole bunch of new tests and resetting all the stuff that was supposed to be reset the first time, back the machine went to Texas one more time. And lo and behold, it has just come back uh, a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. I'm using it right now to record this. It doesn't seem to be having any more of the problems, but they did replace the, the logic board wow. for the third time. So, and they didn't. This time there was no charge at all. Obviously, it was under complete warranty. Yeah, yeah. The so warranty. shipping back and forth. There, there's nothing about that. But the really frust the frustrating part as an end user is that they won't tell me what is actually wrong. Yeah, they're not going to admit. They're not going to admit what's potentially wrong with the device they're just gonna tell you what they replaced yeah and you've just got to deal with it i know when so i've got a macbook pro 2011 model um which still works and this this is the one thing i will say about macs is i've got a, i've got an 11 year old macbook pro that still works right it still runs adobe creative cloud it doesn't run the most up-to-date Mac OS, but I fire that thing up. My, I let my daughter use Illustrator on it, and it, you know, it it works a treat. It it doesn't crash. It doesn't cause any problems. The reason why it's so good is because, fortunately for me, about six years ago, and I think we've talked about this before on, on the podcast, but I, a good friend, a good friend of ours, Chris Fields. Um, He's got a company called CHNO Technology in the UK. He's my Apple guy. And he said, um, I just kept getting these screen issues. Uh, like, the, like the screen was dying. And I was getting this weird kind of glitchy effect. And he said, I've just, what's your serial number? And I gave it to him. And he came back. He said, you've got a product recall on your logic board, on the motherboard. And uh, so I went and checked and thought, okay, well, it's not under, it's no longer under Apple Mac. Well, I I couldn't get Apple Care on it because I bought it on the grey market when I first got it because I saved myself about four hundred quid, and um, so I took it into the Apple Store and they run a test on it 
And the guy was going, okay, this isn't going to make sense when I say it, but just understand. We're going to run a test and your test has to fail and your t- and your computer is failing the pass to fail. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, he says, we've checked it and it's not failing the test that it's suffering, for the thing it's suffering from because of the product recall. The test says your computer is not suffering from that. So I went home, took it home. Okay, fair enough. Um, so I re- kept recording the screen with my phone every time it did it, and it was doing this glitch thing. So I went back and I said, "Look, I've recorded it all. It's doing what the fault is." Um, and they went back, came out, said, "Spoken to the manager. Even though we've tested your machine again and it won't fail, um, we're gonna th- we're gonna do a manage manager special. We're gonna take it in, and we're gonna do the product recall on it." they fitted a brand new logic board in there that thing came back so fast yeah it was like it'd really been dragging but i got all new guts in it came back and it was like i've i, I feel like now i've got a 2016 laptop um not a 2011 laptop and like i said it's been it's been my core machine it's been traveling with me it's done all the conferences i've worked at and it was only last year through my through my business i finally decided to buy uh like the last intel macbook pro uh, i didn't want to go to the m chip straight away because i i know having the mac mini m1 i've found a few things that wasn't ideal uh, and it was mostly because i'm running everything all the time and and i bought the base model of right. the mac mini and it keeps going you're gonna have to force quit something you've got too many things open um so I thought, because the Intel was so good and so solid, what I decided to do was buy the last Intel model they made with the touch bar and everything. I can run that for sort of three years while I wait for the Mac, the new Mac chips right. to kind of get to the second or third version. And even when I sell my MacBook Pro, it's going to hold its value. I've given my old one to my daughter. And like I say, she's still running Illustrator on it. Runs absolutely perfect. So now I've got like a Mac Mini M1, so I can run M1 stuff and I can test, um, test you know the new Apple updates and everything, other software. I've got the laptop which is running the Intel, and I've got everything set up on there, and it runs super fast, super fine. And then I've got as a like backup, backup, I've got that MacBook Pro, and I could take that to a conference and do a class. The only problem is, is I can't run 2022 on it. Because it is, right. it it did finally. I think I can go up to Adobe twenty twenty one. But given, like I said, given that it's an eleven year old machine, and I can still, I, I would love, I would love to find a large proportion because I'm sure there's going to be one, two people go. Well, I've got a ten year old PC. I'd like mm. to find a ten or eleven year old Windows laptop that could still perform as well right. as solidly eleven years on. I've worked on a lot of them. They, they don't. <laughs> um, there are yeah. there's some topics. The, the the real thing that people always seem to want to throw in the comparison is like, well, the Macs cost you know three thousand dollars for, yeah. for a good laptop, and you can buy a PC for eight hundred dollars. That is absolutely one hundred percent true, and I'm never going to argue that. But if you want that PC laptop to run for ten years. For the eight hundred dollar one, you're probably not going to get the eight hundred dollar one. What you'll end up getting is you'll get the three thousand two hundred dollar PC one, and you'll be like, "Well, that compares to the Apple; it can run just as long." And my answer to that is yes, and it costs just the same. Once you're buying yeah. that that higher end hardware, you're going to pay for it PC or Mac. Um, yeah. The, the better part about what happened this time is I also have one of those Mac Mini M1s. I've always had a Mac. I love the Mac Mini. I think it's one of the nicest little computers made because it, I don't have to pay for a screen or a keyboard or any of the other external crap that I already own. So I have a little, I had an old Mac mini that I used as a backup machine for years. And now I use the uh, M1 Mac mini. Um, and all I did was when the laptop went out, I took the, the hub, <laughs> the cord from the hub. And instead of plugging it into the laptop, I plugged it into the Mac mini. And suddenly I literally had all the software and everything back up running on the Mac mini. Now it didn't allow me to do some of the uh, testing I do. And it certainly doesn't work as great when I'm trying to download, you know, 3000 pictures and 
run Photoshop and have Lightroom and catalog things and, uh, all right, so run Apple Music and watch movies <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> do all the other things that I do on the computer. But it's a nice ecosystem, and, and, I, and I do like the way it works. I'm just really frustrated with the lack of information from Apple on a problem. Because as I'm looking, as I'm ta- as I'm chatting, literally having a, an online chat with an Apple representative who's telling yeah. me what to try because my computer's exhibiting certain signs, I can actually read the message board right next to it that's from the Apple people saying this is what's happening and why. And the person on the phone just ignored that completely. Like they never brought up the fact that it was a T2 security chip issue, that this is part of the motherboard issue, that people know about this, it's been going on for years. Like none of that information came out. I had to go kind of look for it myself. And that was a little frustrating um, because I believe you should just tell people uh, it's not going to make me not get it. It's not a sign of weakness. Right. <laughs> it's not a sign of weakness on their part. It almost it's stronger to say, hey, look, you know, stuff happens. Technology does fail. You can try all the will in the world. Stuff fails. Right. Even though, like, we can put the James Webb mirror telescope up into space and it opened perfectly on awesome. time and not a single hit like to within like the thickness of a hair something had to do and it was like amazing but um yeah i just think by saying okay there is a problem if you know what the problem is it's like if you know your if they tell you what's wrong with your foot you know why your back's hurting right. and i think with with apple it's like it's not a sign of weakness to admit there's a fault in your product what's better is to let people understand what could be causing the fault the fact that you can fix it because like someone used to say to a friend when you say to me he goes i don't care about your problems i want to know your solutions yeah and it was always yeah just okay well it's it's a flaw but all all equipment's got a flaw i mean ask anyone who owns a printer <laughs> And, and, the, the, and the message that the attitude you get off a printer no matter what brand you buy <laughs> they they just hold you in absolute contempt but you know for like my my setup it i've I, in fact i've still got so in my office i've got uh let's say i've got my mac mini which is my day-to-day machine my day job of giving me a 13 inch macbook pro m1 um not the not the best machine for the amount of heavy lifting I have to do as a graphic designer in the brand team, um, but they bought us the, the cheapest Mac Mini available, uh, MacBook Pro available. Yeah. Uh, then to my right, I've got my old iMac, which is a 2015 model, which has since the hard drive failed, uh, and apparently they're nicely glued together. And again, you know, it's a I love the kit, but it's a it's a pain in the bum to take apart to change anything but um they are glued together yeah Yeah. what chris did for me the uh, guy from chno was he fitted an ssd external drive so i just plug it into the back of the computer the the operating system runs off that this thing is slick it like runs so fast So what I do is I've got it completely wiped and all I installed was screen recording equipment and Adobe software, nothing else. It doesn't have email. It doesn't, I have got internet on there, but I don't run any other additions. I've got Bartender, which if any of you um, use a Mac and you do any kind of screen recording, if you look in the top right hand corner, you've got lots of little icons like the clock and your creative cloud and your Dropbox and all those little icons. Now, if you're recording content for a living or for your YouTube, one of those little things that kind of... It's not even a bug. It's not even... It doesn't even matter. But from a professional standpoint, to make yourself look slick, it's like if you ever watch a film and on the wall behind them is a clock and they're talking and it's five past four and then like they cut to the other person, they go back and then it's quarter to six... (laughs) Um, from for for those of you in America, five past four is four o five, and quarter to six is five forty five. But yeah, so you notice the massive change, and you think, well, you know, there's a cut there. So what this bartender does, it's only like fourteen dollars or something. It's a brilliant bit of software. What you can do is it runs and it hides all the icons in the top. Now the only thing, again, this is like a little Apple bug. 
the one thing it can't hide is the clock. So you have to go into the settings, the preferences for your Mac, and you have to change the clock from digital to analog. And what that does is it shows a little clock face rather than like 1407, yeah. you know, in the seconds. So what it does, it shows a little clock face. Now, the tiny clock face does actually have the hands of the clock. But it's so small. So if you were... Yeah, but it's so small you wouldn't notice it. So if there are cuts in your editing, it's not as noticeable as... Um, uh, and also the other thing, because the top has the date and the time, let's say you're recording something and you're late with it, but you've made excuses <laughs> as to why you're delivering it, but you know that, like, crap, I haven't even done it yet. By submitting it, it's like they can see the date and the times. Like you going, oh yeah, I recorded it all last week. I just need to edit it. And then when they get it, they can see you actually recorded it the day before. <laughs> so it's it's a great little tool for that. So I yeah, bartender. So it's twelve twelve or fourteen dollars. Um, absolutely brilliant. And I it, it's great for that kind of thing. So my iMac is just purely my screen recording tutorial yeah. stuff. Um, and then my Mac Mini is my day-to-day -day design. My laptop is just for traveling, teaching away from home. Um, I, that's the only time I use it. So hopefully that's going to last me a good, good while. But again, it's, you know, apologies to those who don't like Apple and having to listen to this. But the, the thing that I like is I run an iPad uh, Pro. I've got my, I've got the last, I've got the iPhone 12, you know, Mac Mini, iMac. It all works for me. It's a nice ecosystem. I can pick any machine up. It's all got my email. I can be looking at a website on Safari, pick my phone up, and that website automatically is on my phone. And the new thing they've introduced that I haven't tried yet, I don't know if you have, that thing where it automatically detects that there's another screen. I was, I was, and when you, I was just going to talk about that. So I actually have, have that. Have you tried I, it? I have it set up in, in my office here. Um, I don't know if it's running on the main software yet, but I'm running the paper, the public beta on both the uh, uh, for for the iOS on both the the, the MacBook Pro laptop and the Mac Mini. And um, yeah, if I have a mouse, I can take it from the laptop over to the external monitor for the laptop, and then if I keep scrolling yeah. over to the side, it shows right up on my um, on the Mac Mini, and I can actually control both computers using the same mouse and keyboard combination. And it seems to be working pretty good. I'm not 100% soul in it because I lose the mouse sometimes and I start clicking right. away randomly and I would hate to be clicking away on a different computer. That happens enough anyway, but it's definitely a, a cool concept. It seems to work better with things other than my old Wacom tablet. Yeah. Well, the other thing that a lot of people don't realize on Macs is um going like it into the software world now is i've got photoshop for the ipad on my ipad and i've got illustrator for the ipad on my ipad i wish they'd do in design maybe one day um but i don't really use photoshop for the ipad and illustrator for the ipad like at all if i open it i play with it i don't use it for anything specific i'm making it's still i'm still it's a bit like it took me a while to get into um, Kindle. <laughs> I love a book. You know me, I love a good book. So I've not really got into it. But what I do like with Sidecar is if you run Sidecar on your iPad Pro, basically what it's going to do is it's going to mimic your desktop. so And it becomes a second screen. So I can open up Illustrator... The, like the desktop version of Illustrator, then I can resize the window, drag it onto my iPad Pro, then I can sit and use my iPad Pro like a Cintiq. But what I get, which is brilliant, is all the pressure sensitivity on the brushes or effects. I can use my Apple Pencil. So my iPad Pro now becomes a Cintiq using the desktop version of illustrator rather than the app version of illustrator which i still feel as powerful it is as it is it's still a watered down version yeah. in the same way photoshop you right. know they're still building it but at the end of the day there's there comes a point where is it either going to be on the ipad pro or is it going to be a desktop app 
but but same with Photoshop and InDesign. So the good thing is I can now bring InDesign onto my sidecar. Now you'd be asking, well, if you're sat in your office, why would you be using your iPad when you've got your desktop? And that's true. But if I'm making tutorials where I want to show the ability to do it, the fact that I can means I could go and sit away from my computer within range. As long as I'm within range, I could certainly go and sit in the living room and still work because I'm not tethered by a cable. I'm just connected by wireless and Bluetooth. Well, sometimes it's, um, it's sometimes it's just easier to work on something that you can hold in your hand away from your desktop. So last yeah. year when I messed up my foot and my doctor was, you have to keep your feet elevated. Working at my desk became a real problem. So yeah, I had to work sure. on my laptop or my iPad because most of the time I had to have my feet elevated, which is just physically became a, an issue. So being able to do that was a, was a real bonus. And I think when Apple gets stuff and it works like that, they just do a really good job of it. I'm, I'm really happy with it. On the other hand, and you know, for the Apple bashes out here, here's one that drives me absolutely crazy. <laughs> my wife uses a Windows laptop. Um, it's an HP. She got it like three or four years ago. It cost, I think, $700 at the time. And it's touchscreen. Okay. It's a touchscreen 17-inch laptop that works really, really well. And you can't find an Apple doesn't make a touchscreen. Like... Like I, she sits down there and she'll and she'll be working and typing something and then she'll look up at the screen and want to resize it so she'll just use her finger and resize it on the screen and I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> like I, and it's it's you know so uh, I'll throw that out there for the people who who want to say you know Apple has some downfalls yeah the, I think that's a serious one the fact that I can't turn on my Apple screen and just pinch to zoom or do something on the actual screen is, is crazy yeah. for, you know, and every, literally every PC laptop that you can, that you can get, or even some of the all in one desktops do it. I just, I'm working on one for a, for a client right now. Just, um, they needed a new computer in their house. They bought a $700 all in one. Um, it's, it's really nice. It runs really well. And even more fun, you can just touch the screen and move things around. And it was like, yeah oh yeah my daughter my daughters have got chromebooks yeah. for school and they had a laptop and because me being me I, I i start touching the screen going oh you need to move that there and you never touch anyone else's screen <laughs> cardinal sin but i i do it and i forgot it was a touch screen so i kept opening <laughs> stuff but yeah i it's one thing i i i wish apple would introduce some kind of touch screen technology that wasn't an iPad. I don't really want a 27 inch iPad, no. but it would be nice if they could bring out um and like an iMac that where you could turn it on or off where you were, you know, you could kind of lean it back like a Cintiq yeah. and use it cuz Windows brought out that version, didn't they? They bought they bought one out, one model and it was to compete with the Cintiq. I can't remember what it's called now, but I remember seeing it when I did the conference in Holland and they were showing it off. But it was a Windows device as big as an iMac and you could flip it back and it, it was touchscreen. But it was kind of a very, very advanced thing created with crappy technology. <laughs> and it, the, and the, a second one never got made. It never got pursued. Yeah. Um, but... That's kind of what I'd love is that kind of crossover. Um, I also wish that, um, yeah, it adds a touchscreen technology. I find it really frustrating that I can't, I just sometimes want to sit in my office and put a Blu-ray on. Now, none of the computers have CD drives anymore, but Apple never adopted Blu-ray. So what I've had to do is put a Blu-ray player in here run a hdmi to my monitor and then realize i've got nothing that the sound goes through <laughs> so so i can watch but i can't listen um and also you know like some of the nat some of their native software you know I, safari drives me mad yeah but I, I use it all the time um iphoto you know not the greatest thing in the world but it does a job i mean i i from an Adobe perspective, I love Bridge. There, I said it. No, I, I love Bridge. I'm, I'm a Bridge fan. I use Bridge all the yeah. time. Yeah, 
I know people say, oh, it's, you know, there's a reason it's free. Um, I love it. It does exactly what I want it to do. It's a great bit of kit. But yeah, I, th- I think like most things, even like with cars and other technology, cameras and whatnot, I think if you kind of, Im- well, like people, <laughs> if you embrace, if you kind of accept and embrace the things they can't do, they're never going to stop you doing what you want to do. You just find a different workflow. You know, I, f- I personally find windows really frustrating and it takes me longer to do stuff um, whereas i muscle memory on a mac is you know i sometimes it frustrates me i can't do something but it, it's a bit like i said once before do you remember the first time you picked up an apple and it had a sticker on it and you're like all the apples have got stickers on i've got to peel this sticker off now you don't even think about it right. you just you just peel the sticker off and in the same way that as much as I want to punch my screen with anger, every time I go back to the same bloody website I've been visiting all the, you know all the time, I keep have to accepting cookies. And what and the thing with that now is they're so creative, like continue to cite or yes I'm happy or okay or yeah. what they do is they give you an option. The option to not accept cookies is so convoluted with loads of little sliding things you have to go and untick. They don't do an in like untick all. They make you do it manually. You end up clicking continue to cite and accept cookies anyway. Now, I thought the whole idea of accepting cookies was so that you didn't have to accept cookies every bloody time you went back to the sodding <laughs> website. But no, no, I have to keep peeling off the sticker. <laughs> I have to keep... Yeah. Uh, com- com- like, forget covid like the 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 cookie pandemic of 2020 21 22 it's like go away i've clicked the button i've said accept them don't keep asking me all the time it's like my wife asking me to do a job i said you don't have to keep reminding me every six months (laughs) (laughs) speaking of covid breaking news for anyone in america listening uh boris johnson cancelled it yeah Right, yeah, I saw that this morning. Got, you have no, there's no more yeah. COVID in, in in London, except for the Queen. No. She's got except for the yeah, Queen, as if she has, she, as if she hasn't got enough to deal with at the right. moment. Um, yeah, Boris just decided to cancel COVID. So, uh, yeah, yeah. on that subject, I um, <laughs> I am coming back to America. But before I talk about that. Let's fin- just finish off the Apple story. Where are we now with your kit? So uh, right now we are. I'm I'm running uh, the laptop uh, pretty constantly and making sure that it gets goes to sleep at night and we gets woken up and goes to sleep. I'm basically trying to uh, abuse it a little bit to make sure that this problem is solved because I have another ninety days from last week <laughs> to make sure that uh, you know I don't want to get charged again for the same. For, for another repair for the, for the same issue. Um, and uh, so right now everything seems to be working. Uh, it's been responding really well. And on a, on a, on a little note of that, I also realized that um, uh, I have an Apple Watch and the MacBook Pro unlocks itself when I come into my office because it knows that the Apple Watch is on my wrist and will literally... Wow. Yeah, so that has been... I know it sounds like really weird not having to sit there and type in that little password or use my fingerprint to unlock my computer, but because I can sit down and my computer goes, oh, you, you're wearing an Apple Watch that's unlocked, it unlocks my computer for me, and that has been a, one of those weirdly little cool Apple things. It also does the same thing with the phone, so the whole face mask thing didn't doesn't bother me. I pick up my phone, it, it unlocks... Um, even when I am wearing, you know, my hazmat gear to go out and meet clients, um, I'm still double masking everywhere I go. I'm still doing all the, the, you know, stuff. I, I'm used to it. I like it. I don't feel like getting sick <laughs> with my track record. I'll be one of those people who gets COVID <laughs> yeah, it's and, true. uh, you know, has a real problem with it. So I'm trying, you know, I'm, I'm I still haven't had it. I've still tested negative on every test and I'm, I'm going to try to tell you what, mate, keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> That's the fact that the fact that you've, I don't know, is that, is it a good thing to have avoided it? Or, I mean, me, the silly bugger, comes to like the minute they open the doors to America and I come over and I catch yeah. it. Oh. Luckily, you know, luckily, 
Um, I mean, obviously, I was I visited you, and we were talking off air about it, um, trying to work out when potentially I caught it. And but I was with you when you got your booster jab yeah. at Costco, um, and I developed a cough after being, being at Kelby One, and I may have caught it there, but. F- I didn't know, apart from having that kind of annoying yeah. cough while I was at your place, um, when I flew home, I was all right. And then I got back and my wife said, just take a test. And I did. And I was positive and went to quarantine for 10 days. Yeah, but just um, to be clear, you you were here and you tested when you were here just about every day. I yeah. Think. And, um, yeah. I think it was one day, like one day I didn't test in the morning. I tested yeah. in the evening and then tested again in the morning. And it was just negative every right. time, but I'm. But despite that, I'm still I'm coming back. I, I um, believe it was from. Sat- I believe it was the airports. I believe it's just the sheer number yeah. of people around the airports. But I mean, it. It you know, it's been kind of crazy. We we had a house guest stay after you were gone. A friend of ours was here from Florida, and we you know we literally just made him test every single morning. That was the, that was the deal. You you yeah. be here when you need a you know negative test coming in. After you left, I went and got a PCR test for a job that I had to do. Um, came back negative. So I'm just you know I'm just trying to stay healthy. I'm not being paranoid or crazy. But in this day and age, I can wear a mask walking into a store, and people aren't thinking I'm there to rob it. So um, you know anymore. anymore. So <laughs> and as Dave pointed out, and most people haven't seen me in a long time. I haven't shaved my beard and. In like a year, so I am either auditioning for ZZ Top or I'm going to need to uh, start trimming I said this when, thing up. When Alan came on air, I said I thought I'd wandered onto the set of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I do, and that he would be holding a staff next to him. Thou shalt not pass. Yeah, that's that's my new my new look. I think I, I I'm, I'm beginning to like it a little bit. I might I might keep it going. It's getting a little hairy on the sides, and it does look funny with the mask because it sticks out underneath. <laughs> like I'm a yeah, like you know, a homeless person wearing too small clothing. It just kind of is. Is there. Well, the good thing now is you've got you've got a really good face to do an icon for <laughs> for the podcast. Like, so if you can keep that look, I can do a perfect right. like little icon as a bit, little bit of rebranding, so we can have little icon faces. Can... But yeah, now, now it's perfect because you've got that nice white bit at the front right. and then dark <laughs> at the side. It's just going to be easy to do. Um, so uh, we're going to finish up because we're going to keep this a short one tonight. Oh, good luck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have got I'm I'm actually I'm gonna tempt fate and tell you who our next guest is because we have pr- planned them in to record next week. So I'm gonna say this out loud because if they let me down, you can go and unsubscribe to their podcast. <laughs> uh there's a podcast called the Camera Shake Podcast. Now I've been a guest on there. I, I think have you no, been a I'm guest not. yet? You need to be a guest on there. Um but yeah, Kirsten and Nick, two guys who are in the UK love their podcast they I met them at the photography show they are the loveliest guys we did a podcast episode together and it went on forever um so we're going to have them on and we are going to be talking about our, you know their careers and why they started the podcast and obviously you know most of our story but we are going to be talking a lot about podcasting you know good um some good good practice to set up if you're thinking of doing a podcast or want to set something up we can talk about gear planning all the things uh, marketing all the things we do around podcasting um if i'm gonna say if you're interested if you'd like to hear an episode specifically about how to create a podcast because i did want to write a book about this once but if you would like to hear a podcast where i'll go where we'll go through the very beginning like thinking of a name and a topic and planning and equipment and think software and editing bit talking about editing and, and output and marketing i'd be more than happy to do a special episode about how yeah. to set up your own podcast so that from beginning to end by the end of it you can do it um i might even create a pdf to, to help but now the reason why i say if you'd like to hear about this um couple of weeks ago i think even the last episode when we got to the because we, we did a two-parter right. when we got to the end i offered two t-shirts oh. to listeners do you remember the big t-shirt and the little t-shirt yep and i said all you had to do was email podcast at he shoots he com. well i'm pleased to say i've still got two t-shirts because nobody really nobody not one single person emailed to say can i have a free t-shirt 
That's all you had to do was just email podcast at he shoots he draws.com to say, Can I have a large? I think I'd extra large and small. I think with the t shirt sizes, nobody. So I probably I'm I'm shouting into the wind <laughs> saying, If you want to hear about it, contact us or let us know on social media or, or email us at podcast at he shoots draws.com. Nobody did, so I'm not going to hold my breath. But if you did, if you did, it would be lovely. If you could leave a review on iTunes, it will be absolutely smashing. I would really appreciate that because, I so say, we are going full on back into the podcast for 2022. I, there's a good list of guests coming up. I I'm not going to yeah. ruin it and 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 have people. Yeah. And very diverse yeah. as well. We got a lot. We're not just going to be photography. Nope. We're going to be dipping into Alan's. Uh, friendship background we're going to be talking more about um like pop culture and entertainment and kind of still involved around photography and design but a little bit wider scope because it's interesting for us and i think it's good to find out you know hearing about photography day after day after day all the time there's you run out of things to talk about photography so i know alan's got some really good guests lined up yeah, it's just a matter um, of getting now. some timing done, getting making sure everything yeah, is physically yeah. working again. Um, and uh, yeah, we're we're ready to go, and uh, we're recording this on two 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 two. Yeah, in and... fact, I wish we could have done it, but I know I can't because because I know I've got stuff to do. But in it's coming up, it's uh, nine forty p.m. But at ten p.m., well ten. 10 p.m. is 22 hours. Yeah. So at 22, 22 and 22 <laughs> seconds, on the 22nd of the 2nd of 2022, it'll be the only time it's going to happen yeah. in our lifetime. And you don't even have to look at the clock to know it because it's going to happen anyway. <laughs> so you're going to have lived through it and it all falls on a Tuesday. Right. So it's Tuesday as well. Um, okay. Uh, just to give a quick plug to a couple of things. Um I am, like I said, I'm coming to America. Um, I'm not Eddie Murphy, but <laughs> I'll be, I'm not the king of <laughs> wherever he's from. Uh, I'm coming to America. I'm going to be doing a um, a, a, speak, a talk at Creative South with Diane Gibbs, a really good friend of mine. She's considered the female me, and I'm considered the male version of her. We're both community right. background um we worked out we've got 108 years between us and 82, 82 years of work experience between us. She's deaf in one ear and I've got a dodgy eye. So we've got three ears and three good eyes between us. Um, so I'm doing a talk at Creative South. Uh, I think we are going to record it, um, but I don't... It, it might. We might find a way to turn it into something um, away from the show because it is a really good talk. Uh, but And I... All being well, I hope to be visiting something else to do some work, to, not to do some work, but to do something that I can um, talk about when it's done. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that, that's coming up in April, first week yeah. of April. So I'm kind of looking forward to coming back. I'm sad I haven't got time to come and see Alan. Um, but it's a very short flying trip. It's just a week. But um, between the two things I'm doing, I did I did explore it, and I would actually fly all the way to San Diego just to see Alan for one day. Um, but it was very cost prohibitive yeah. as well. He's worth every penny. I know I'd be fine, <laughs> but, but there's certain times you got to be I've, like, nope, got to stay in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, so yeah, we'll be doing that. But yeah, we'll be recording next week. So all being well, the next episode will be out at the beginning of March. Uh, once I've edited and got everything down and done all the artwork and like i said if you've got any guests or any suggested topics you know we're on all the social medias we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on instagram like i said we've got email podcast at hucdraws.com please get in touch please talk to us it makes us feel loved and wanted you know we, we know you're listening because i can see the statistics it's easy for me to say statistics um but yeah, just please reach out. Uh, Alan is what's your handle on your Alan Hess on Instagram and Shot Life Photo on Twitter. Yeah, stick to I'd Instagram. suggest you go to Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And I'm it's Dave Clayton on every platform. So please, would love to hear from you. Those that do contact and say they love the podcast and when you're recording again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but we would love to hear from you if you've got any ideas or you know 
loves and hates that kind of thing yeah uh, but in in the meantime i'm gonna say it's good night from me yep i'm gonna pack up my bag and get ready for a shoot tonight i have a show at the arena this evening so um who is it it's a it's a artist called toby mac it's um, okay more on the uh uh feel good a little christian side of music um but i shot him last okay. year and the pictures were great the stage setup was really interesting they actually had artificial snow come down from the ceiling with great spotlights and a very like fun shoot and um uh, same rules i get three songs but um i actually get to roam around anywhere i want in the building during those three songs so i don't oh, have nice. to be right in front and i can kind of uh i can kind of move a little bit so um it yeah. comes down now to the uh, age-old photographer problem what to actually take with me <laughs> how many lenses how many can't you know like yeah i can't use all of them at the same time so i'm i'm uh trying to narrow down my gear and, and you're spoiled for choice yeah you? at least if you've got three songs in the pit it's like this lens this lens right. job and done, if i'm three songs stuck give, at the soundboard give, i'm i'm usually taking my 400 and something but yeah. having the ability to move around I'm, I'm kind of like do i take the really big lens do i take the really super wide so i'm 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 running all those things through my head and i i absolutely guarantee you right now i can make this is a distinct promise whichever gear i pick whatever i leave at home at one point tonight, I'm going to be like, I really <laughs> wish I would have brought that with me, you know, and uh, the reality is in the short period of time, it won't really matter because I can't switch gears a bunch and run around a bunch. So I need to just yeah. be happy with what I'm taking. So I'm looking through the old show photos. I'm looking through what they did last time. I'm looking through where I know the stage is going to be set up and I'm trying to, um, you know, just create the best gear possible. So when you see those pictures start popping up. Uh, feel free to ask about that too and what I ended up shooting with because it should be fun. Um, yeah, no, brilliant. All right, we'll have fun tonight. And uh, so yeah. if you're listening, thank you very much. I'm just going to pick up my electric guitar <laughs> and uh, and just play the, the outro. So uh, we'll ah, see you ah. next time. <laughs>